0: This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. So, I got no guests this week, so I'm just going to wing it myself and talk about a few things. I'm not as good at this as... uh, Jacob Ringstad and Misty Brown, they have Testimony Tuesdays on Facebook. So find them, Jacob Ringstad and Misty Brown. Shout out to them. I watched their uh, Testimony Tuesday uh, last Tuesday. And it was really good. They got some good information. They do it live. So I'll just first let you know what we got coming up in the Kratom Science world. On the podcast, next week... We're going to do the uh, journal club I do with Dr. Jonathan Cachet, and we're going to have a special guest. He was a guest before on the podcast, uh, Dr. Mark Swagger, and we're going to talk about a uh, systematic review that he did of pretty much all the Kratom studies uh, and on mental health from the 70s up until 2018 when that paper was published. So that's going to be pretty good. We're going to get the Zoom going and do a little three-way conversation. And um, so stay tuned next week. And if you would, please like and subscribe to the podcast and turn on notifications or whatever you can do, depending on which platform you're listening to the podcast on. That would help us out a lot and it will help keep you up to date and informed about all things Kratom. As I say in the beginning. I said it just like I said it, didn't I? Yeah, and give us a follow on Twitter. We're at Kratom Science on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow on Facebook. We have a page on Facebook that you can like there. Um, Twitter's where we do the most activity because I don't think anybody sees anything on Facebook. So, yeah, like us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, I mean. And little announcement here coming up. Soon, probably in the next couple months, we're going to be publishing a document uh, in PDF format. Um, we've had about 5,000 comments on our page over the years uh, since about 2014, I guess, when the comments were set up long before I started at Cranum Science. But um, what I was doing through COVID, it was my COVID project. Was I was taking all the comments that had testimonials, and I'm taking all those, and I'm pacing. I've paste, been pasting them into a single document, and it's gonna be over 800 user testimonials, individual users um, with testimonials there. So that's something you could look at. That's something you could reference to and uh, link to maybe on a comment section of a news story about, you know, Kratom being a killer drug. That's something you could uh, email your elected officials, email them the link to it. You know, it, it, and they're not 100% positive either. There's a couple of people who had negative experiences, but they're very rare. I'd say like 1%. But, but we left them in there because we want to be honest about Kratom. It doesn't work for everybody. And the reason it may not work for everybody, one reason, uh, is has to do with metabolism. That points to an article that I blogged about and that I put up um, last Tuesday. And depending on when you're w- listening to this, that would be Tuesday, September 22nd. The title of the blog post is, Study Shows Mitraginine Metabolizes into 7-Hydroxymetraginine. And this is from a 2019 study in the journal ACS Central Science. That's a good journal because it's all open access. You don't have to worry about a firewall. And uh, we try to post open access links to things that aren't even open access because science should be open access. But anyway... Um, It was by uh, Andrew Krugel, and it it came out last year. And the study showed it was both in vivo and in vitro. In vitro, the in vitro part, they tested mitragenine on liver microsomes, both mouse and human liver microsomes. And they showed that mitragenine indeed is oxidized by a certain liver enzyme And it turns into 7-hydroxometragenine in both human and mouse livers in vitro. And in vivo, studies in mice uh, showed that mice administered with mitragenine ended up having amounts of 7-hydroxometragenine in their plasma and brain tissue, I believe that was it, which... There was a lot of uh, tests that they did that showed mitragenine metabolizes into 7-hydroxymetragenine. And there is a liver enzyme that does this. That liver enzyme is called CYP3A4. That's the liver enzyme that metab- it oxidizes mitragenine and it turns it into 7-hydroxymetragenine. There was another experiment done on two groups of mice. One given mitragenine, the other given 7 Uh They took samples afterwards, and they found that both mice and their plasma and brain tissue both had similar levels of 7-hydroxymetrajgenine. So it shows that 7 7 7-O, stays stable in the liver. So it that's doesn't change anything, but mitraginate o- oxidizes in the liver to 7 hydroxymetragenine And they pointed to other studies where if my- mice got subcutaneous injections under the skin or they got injections like right into their ble- cerebral fluid, they didn't have um, as potent a reaction so they didn't have an analgesic effect or pain that means pain relieving effect They didn't have that same effect as to when they consumed it. They ate the mitragynine through food or whatever, uh, or water, however they gave it to them. So, that shows that the potency effects happen through consumed kratom, and it happens in the liver. Um... So I was talking about uh, Jacob Ringstad and Misty Brown doing their Testimony Tuesday thing. Jacob talks a lot about your metabolism, your gut health. So that goes along with whether Kratom works for somebody or not. If you don't have a good liver functioning or or you don't have a good metabolism, it might Kratom might not work well for you. Um, This enzyme in particular, that CY something 4, sounds like a license plate, Um, but that particular liver enzyme, if people have abnormally high amounts of that or abnormally low amounts, it could give them a too strong a dose or too weak a dose of kratom. A lot of people take it. They say nothing happened. A lot of people take it say, I got sick to my stomach. I'm never touching that stuff again. So it could be all in the oxygen. and I shouldn't even have assumed, but some people don't know that 7-hydroxomitraginine, it's the second most abundant alkaloid in Kratom. Mitraginine is the most abundant alkaloid. The, this second most abundant alkaloid has shown to be more potent, so it causes you know the greater opioid effects or whatever Kratom does. It, it causes stronger effects. The other, the interesting Conclusion that you might draw, and they did in the um, in this study, was that the seven O stays stable in the liver; it doesn't change. Um, which means that kratom with higher amounts of the alkaloid seven O might not necessarily be uh, more potent. You know what I'm saying? So in the past, they've talked about extracts. Oh, we don't want the um, Chemicals to be imbalanced, how you know from the way they are in nature. Well, I mean, for one thing, they haven't been tested that way in na- that much in nature anyway, because there might be fresh leaf that has higher amounts of se- the alkaloid seven O. But it's been shown, I believe, that in during the drying process and certainly extracting, that higher amounts of seven O are present. However, in this study, it said it. It doesn't really matter what the parent compound is, Mitraginine or 7-Hydroxone Mitraginine. It all, since 7 hydroxy stays stable and Mitraginine oxidizes in the liver into 7-O, it really kind of doesn't matter because if you're getting that Mitraginine in the 7-O, it, it's going to produce the same amount of effects, so it might not even matter if an extract has an imbalance of alkaloids from how a fresh leaf would be or a dried kratom product that has more 7O from the drying process might not matter versus, you know, fresh leaf because it's it's metabolizing into 7O anyway. Which is interesting, but the other part of it is like I said, you have to watch your metabolism. So it's it's like kratom is it, that's What a lot of people say, Kratom is a tool. It's not a cure. It's your overall health. It adds to your overall health. So you have to watch your metabolism. Uh, You have to take care of, you know, what you eat. You know, if you're just eating hamburgers and soda and stuff and fast food or whatever, lots of sugar... Well, your liver's going to be working over time processing that sugar. It's not necessarily going to get to the. Uh, it, so, I mean, so the kratom effects might not be as good if your liver's constantly processing sugar and alcohol, which that's my case with the alcohol. I'm actually coming up tomorrow, I'm going to be a week where I haven't had one drink at all, which is a lot, which is good for me. <laughs> But, yeah, no, I tapered down. I'm keeping a diary of it. And then, you know, previously I would take Kratom maybe once a week when I was tired and stuff like that. I'm not, like, a big Kratom guy. Uh, some of the other guys at Kratom Science are. Um, but not me. But what, what I've been doing in the past, and what I did, I did a sober October last year where I didn't drink at all. And I took Kratom about four or five days a week. Uh so, and then, I mean, this was like October, this was really sober November, but when I stu- when I resumed drinking, uh, I did not like, I did not crave alcohol. When I drank, it kind of made me ugh, a little queasy. This is like end of 2019. And, uh, like, I remember we went to a new year's Eve dinner. I went with my wife and I didn't like really want the wine. So I had to like train my body to drink again. Cause I was like, Oh, I was doing a sober October. So I train my I train my body to drink all the way back up to the excess excessive levels that I've drank. I've been drinking pretty heavily for the past uh, twenty five years. I mean I got the first time I got drunk I was twelve. But uh see that's my own Kratom story, but it's not complete yet, so I've kept kinda quiet about it. I've talked privately with uh some of the guests and st- who have become friends and stuff like that. Um but I just wanted to go back on the alcohol just to experiment because it was really fascinating. I mean, it was only a month and with a little bit of kratom, like not more than a tablespoon a day of Bali tea kratom. And I had like a little bit of extract here and there, too. But but, but it was like the equivalent of maybe not more than seven grams a day, three teaspoons and four or five days a week. And I was fine, and and then then when I went back drinking, I didn't feel like drinking. It was the weirdest thing. I've never not felt like drinking. <laughs> never. I mean, I I stopped getting hangovers in my early twenties. I I would wake up and drink. I've been drinking for breakfast for for decades. I'm telling you, I drink more than anybody I know. I mean, not in the past week, but. And anybody I know, unless they're hiding it pretty well. But, uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was me. That's like a Irish drunkard. And it's, you know, you run into mistakes and rock bottoms, but uh, I'm pretty functional. Uh, I'm not, it takes me a lot to get drunk. You know, my tolerance is usually pretty high. So I can get up and have one for breakfast. Nobody will know I'm drunk throughout the day. And then I'll uh, be a little little slurry at night. But, <laughs> but totally sober right now for a week. So what I did was I went out. I'm trying to support my local bar. <laughs> so I was down there. And my friend just moved back from uh, the West Coast. And we were hanging out. And then I blacked out. <laughs> which is, I hardly ever do that uh, any, I used to do it four days a week when I was in my twenties, but, <laughs> oh, I hope this story doesn't bore you, but anyway, I got home, okay, I let my dog in, I, you know, put my shoes in the place, I usually put them in, got on went to bed, I have a CPAP machine, I put that on, don't remember any of it, woke up, dog in bed, both doors, front doors are locked, front door, back doors locked, you know, I just, I tipped the driver, Like, I don't remember any of that shit, so I'm like... It's not... That's what kind of kicked in for me to be like... Okay, I want to do a sober October, at least, and maybe beyond. Uh, But the main reason uh, I've been wanting to uh, be a little more sober, or all the way sober... I just don't commit to it, because I don't want to write a check my ass can't cash. So... But it's mainly is liver functioning is the, one of the main things. Uh, with all the alcohol, it's about like <laughs> it's about half my daily calories when I'm going. It really is. I don't eat that much, but I'm a I'm an overweight guy. So once like, I free up my liver to like process the shit that it should, <laughs> then I then I start to lose weight and my metabolism increases. I already noticed my energy's increased, but I'm back on doing Kratom about five days a week, but I'm keeping the log, and it's only, I, I can't imagine doing more, going up and up and up with Kratom, maybe I will, but I'm only taking it now when I get cravings, I was doing it every day, so what happened was, okay, that that was that Saturday, Uh, you know, the bartender messaged me to make sure I was okay, she's a friend of mine, you know, my friend I was with you know, and I was like, uh, ah, okay, that, that's a sign to let's do this sober thing that I've been wanting to do. So for me, I was drinking a lot of liquor every day, so I had to taper down. So anybody else listen to this, maybe this will help you out if you want to stop drinking too. If I had my fucking druthers and I had nothing to live for, I'd drink like a liter a day of, uh, of alcohol. Any kind, any kind you got, like... Not a fifth, but like even more than the fifth, like a fifth and a few glasses of wine or something that's what that's what I do when I get to my when I get to my peak but um and it's weird because I can totally function too, so it's not like it's some kind of outer catastrophe that happens, even though there are those but uh it's it's kind of like an inner my body's gonna fucking shut down by the time I get in my fifties if I stay on this way, you know this is kind of a more personal podcast than they usually are, ain't it, ain't it, is it not, is it not my dear audience, that's what happens when I talk to myself alone in a room, but, but so what I did was I had, I had been drinking heavily for days, day, like real heavily, and I'm like, yeah I'm either gonna get in a bad fight with the wife, or, you know, I'll fall, and Blackout was the sign, you know. The worst thing I'll do is I'll say something offensive to, like, one of my friends and have to apologize. Um, which actually happened this year, too. <laughs> uh, I'm such an asshole. Uh, but, but I don't want that to ever happen. I, I, you know, you, you want to be a better person. So, what I did Sunday, I still had... I had white claws in the fridge. There was like nine fucking white claws. I drank all of them. I didn't get drunk. I don't get drunk off of that that shit beer. Just gives me. It just gave me a headache. But I knew I needed to taper down, or I'd be like an anxious, shaking mess. Like I've had it where to where I've never got the DTS, which are hallucinations, but I've had it to where, you know, I'd wake up. Kind of shaking, you know. Do put the hand out, and it goes a little, bleh, and I'm just anxious and nervous for no reason. Uh, you know, I I have a job I like. I don't have to. I don't have anything to be nervous about there. Uh, my wife's cool. I don't have any abusive uh, people in my life anymore. Um, <laughs> I keep an at arm's length when I when they raise their red flags. I'm old enough to know what the red flags are. That's the kind of stuff that causes me, like, real anxiety. But I was getting anxiety for no freaking reason because I didn't have my drink yet. So I saw that. Drink was anxiety medication. I mean, it, it, it had started being like that in my mid-20s, really. I mean, it was it was a fun party thing for a while, but then it, it started to be anxiety medication. And it came from a lot of things that I won't go into, but... but it's because I couldn't deal with the people that were making me anxious. I couldn't, uh, you know, basically tell them to shut the fuck up and fuck off, you know? <laughs> Nowadays, uh, I'm real good at that. Uh, in so many ways, you don't just say fuck off. You, you can tell somebody fuck off politely. But <laughs> anyway. Monday, I'm like, alright, I'm going into it now. I had nine White Claws. That's me tapering. Nine White Claws. Tuesday... I, uh, I went in to, uh, do some work, uh, where I work, and then I got a bottle of wine on the way home, because I knew there was nothing in the house, and I knew I needed to taper, so Tuesday I had, I took some Kratom, I mean, I had some Bali tea, and, uh, it cut out the cravings, and it helped a little bit, it didn't cut them out all the way, But it helped out And I just fucking like I'm gonna do it man I'm gonna do it And uh, I had one glass of wine Tuesday night Same thing Wednesday Took some Kratom Last me In the morning Last me all the way Till night One glass of wine And a glass of wine Not like a little Dinky one in a restaurant Like you pour that Fucking thing Okay Thursday Same thing Took some Kratom In the morning I'm like Alright I'm going I'm going And I didn't sleep well Wednesday night, I was really, uh, the Kratom was carrying me, but, uh, so, so Thursday, I'll just have a glass of wine to sleep, I really don't feel like having it, so I had the glass of wine, and I'm like, alright, I'll have another one, just knock me out, it doesn't matter, one glass, I'm doing great, one glass of wine a day, is fucking great, I poured the other, I didn't have the other one, I poured it, I poured the other one, and then I, I didn't even take a sip of it, and I puked, and I'm like what the hell And then the next day I did not even crave it Next day I didn't, I didn't even take Kratom uh, The following day after that Had some Kratom uh, Still didn't crave any alcohol Sunday comes around Football time I'm making chili I'm like oh, I need some beer man uh, So I took the Kratom That went away That craving went away uh, Monday um, I might. I don't even think I had Kratom Monday Tuesday I had some Kratom I Had a little uh, Little craving Here we are on Wednesday I didn't even have a craving today I haven't had Kratom yet I made some Kratom yesterday um, And didn't even have any So I haven't had Kratom today And I haven't had a craving for alcohol So that's what I'm saving it for I'm probably going to have some tomorrow Because I'm going to go hang out with my friend And he might be drinking um, and we might even go to a bar. I'll probably get a coke and some wings or something like that. Yeah, that's good for you. But anyway, that's my little uh, story. And you know, if anybody's interested, I'll keep you updated. And if anybody out there is uh, uh, trying to quit drinking, kratom has certainly helped a lot of people do that. I, I hear more from the uh, opiate addicts that have helped them, but I think um, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of uh, alcoholics that a- helped too. And it certainly helped me, and I'm definitely going to go through October. I think my wife's going to do sober October, which is kind of a joke because she doesn't; she drinks like two glasses of wine a week. But yeah, that's my story. Like I said, stay tuned for next week. We're going to have a good roundtable with uh, Dr. Mark Swagger and Dr. John, and uh, we're going to talk about some kratom science next week. And um, if anybody would like to be a guest, and you have a Interesting Kratom story that you think is interesting and you like to talk Please hit me up Uh, You can email me Gallagher.Liberty At gmail.com I know it's a long email Gallagher.Liberty At gmail.com Or comment on uh, YouTube or wherever you see this Hit me up on Twitter At Kratom Science And if you want to be a guest And talk to me and you have a Kratom story I'd be more than happy. Uh, just, if the more you like to talk, the better. Because I grade about 20, 25 questions. And if I get like a one word answer, it's, it's going to be like a 10 minute podcast. So <laughs> I like folks that like to talk. The music is Risey. The song is called Memories of Thailand. The Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher for KratomScience.com. Take care.